1: If you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com slash Glenn should be the next website you visit. Casper created an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's one perfect mattress that's sold directly to you, and that eliminates the need to endure one of those commission salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper is shipped for free right to your door, astonishingly delivered in a teeny little box that you're going to look at it and say, you got to be kidding me, it's all in there. Just open up the box, and it will be the most supportive Sleep you've ever had. It's designed to be that way and designed to be hassle free. Casper is made right here in America, and Time magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for a hundred nights risk free. If you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Right now, you can get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com slash Glenn.
2: Glenn to the Blaze Radio
1: Network. Former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld is with us from Johnson & Weld. Gary Johnson, the Libertarian uh, candidate. Uh, Bill Weld is the uh, vice presidential uh, nominee. Our audience is um, quite concerned about gun control. Um, It's a very constitutional audience, um, and um, they're concerned about grabbing guns, um, mainly from Clinton's side. What are your thoughts on... Well, you know, the Second Amendment says the right of the
2: people to bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed except in time of a standing militia. You know, there are no qualifiers there. Uh, and I like to say if you look back through history, when governments have persuaded people to lay down their arms because that will make the government better able to protect them, it's generally resulted in them very quickly losing all their liberties. So it's, it's not a pretty sight. So... You know, we, we think uh, the right of the people to bear arms has to be sustained against all comers, period. Is there no any common-sense
1: legislation that you're for?
2: Uh, you mean in the direction of more control of yes. guns? No, no, I don't think so, no.
1: Okay. Um, the New York Times, at the time when you were uh, governor, um, let me just read this. Voters increasingly fearful of gunfire on the streets. It's Massachusetts, we have to remember. Uh, Governor will, uh, William Weld, Massachusetts, reverses court, proposed some of the most stringent gun control laws in the country. A Republican who will run for re-election next year called for a statewide ban on assault weapons.
2: You know, I don't think I did. I know that Mike Yersino, who is head of Gun Owners Action League, who had endorsed me when I ran, was very upset with some legislation that was kicking around, but I
1: never... Yeah, it says here you, you opposed that during your campaign. Yeah as well as a waiting period for buying handguns and a prohibition on handgun ownership by anyone under 21. He proposed legislation that would limit the number of handguns an individual could buy and impose tougher penalties for illegal gun sales and gun-related crimes. Uh, it may be
2: legislation was kicking around, but it was not with the, the full weight of the shoulder of William F. Wells behind it.
1: Okay, all right. Um, tell me about um, uh, cybersecurity. We keep hearing in the debates about... Donald Trump is very aware of the cyber. And- yeah. Yeah, he's in
2: the room. Yeah. You know what they say in, in corporate big deals if you're not in the room, you're
1: not in the deal? Right. He's in the deal. Yeah. So it means yeah. he's in the room. Yeah, he's in the room and he knows all about the cyber. Um, he says he doesn't think the cyber can be fixed. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> um, Cybersecurity. We. Russia says that they are at war with us, uh, with digits ones and zeros. We have said last week or week before last that we were going to respond to their hacking into our systems. Where does this go and how do we solve this? Well,
2: you know, I, I think that the top U.S. intelligence services unanimously have said the Russians are behind this. They're using, you know, they can identify the services who are hacking in. And it is the Russians. And we haven't really seen convincing denials out of the Russians. So I'm persuaded it is the Russians. President Obama is talking openly about what he's going to do to get back at the Russians. You know, a restrained reaction or some other reaction, sanctions, yada, yada, yada. But but it seems to me clear that it is the Russians hacking in to the electoral system of the United States. That's very scary.
1: Wouldn't that have been at What if they get other- into the
2: voter lists?
1: Right. And any other time, wouldn't that have been an act of war in our country? Pretty close. Right. Pretty so close. what is
2: the answer there? Well, I guess that's what they're talking about in the White House right now is what to do
1: about it. But, but- if you're in the White House with with Gary, what do you, what's your advice to the president on what the appropriate response would be? Well, I'd want to talk to the technical
2: people about some ma- maximum crypto system that could you know keep us from having the stuff hacked in. By ordinary intelligence agencies of a hostile foreign power, if that can't be done, then you've got to think of a whole different way of classifying your information or or keeping your information. Make it so that there's nothing so precious
1: there that if they can get into the system, that we're up the creek without a paddle. We're not even we we. They can get into our power grid. They can get into our banking system. I mean, we're in real trouble right now. Well, I I think it's probably
2: the case that. We're up to being able to do anything that
1: they're able to do. Yes, I would agree with that.
2: But you wouldn't want to see all the power grids in the world go down. That would not be good for the economy. Right, (laughs) right. Um, Or my Netflix uh, queue. Yeah, that would be uh,
0: vital. It's really the most important important thing. Yeah. Um, You guys actually uh, spent some time, and I really appreciate this. We did a show on on my show, my stupid little show on this network, uh, asking questions from the conservative perspective that's considering uh, a vote for you guys, and I am. I'm in that boat. I cannot vote for any of these these two top candidates. Uh, So, uh, and you spent time this weekend, and I appreciate that. We're going to post the results uh, uh, um, online today. Um, I think it's interesting to note, um, a lot of people ask, well, look, this is an uphill battle for you guys. It's hard for third parties to win. um, And while you're doing better than, you know, really any third party since Ross Perot, it's going to be a difficult chance for you guys to actually win. What, a vote for Johnson Weld, if you don't think you can win in your state, what does that do? Is there something that can benefit you guys outside of the actual obvious end goal?
2: Well, you know, I think we got the best ticket. I think we have winning arguments. Uh, if you look at the national polls, uh, are you, you know, uh, fiscally uh, responsible? Yes, 60%. Are you socially inclusive as opposed to wanting to impose your view of social issues on other people? Yes, 60%. So 60% of the country kind of agrees with us on the bedrock issues you know when i talked to the republican convention uh, national convention once upon a time i had a, just a minute to talk i said i want the government out of your pocketbook and out of your bedroom that that's pretty much where it is and that's a 60 percent issue so yeah i know i know it looks like a very long putt uh, uh things happen in the last uh, 20 30 days of an election and it may be that if the Country uh, focuses with huge clarity and uh, intensity on the three choices uh, that we would do a lot better than people are expecting now. I I think if we get into the 20s at any point in the month of October, we would be dangerous to the other parties because we would have momentum. But, uh, you know, we don't hesitate to keep pressing the argument because we think we've got the better of the argument. And and there's
0: ballot access issues, right?
2: Is it 3% ballot access for the next time? Yeah, if you were to get that, don't have to worry about the ballot access, so the libertarians would be there in all 50 states, and, and probably you could attract a big feet to the banner, given that.
0: Sure, and then five percent is matching funds, right? So I mean, that's another big hurdle. So there are reasons, you know, for that vote. That vote can mean something outside of even who wins.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. Do you um, do you believe in global warming? Man-made global warming. I think man-made activity contributes to the amount of CO two in the
1: atmosphere. Sure, is It's that, hard to deny. Yeah, is that directly related to a warming or? It has,
2: or it has some impact in the
1: in the up direction
2: for warming, but so does uh, non-point source pollution, which is cows. You know? <laughs> yep. Cows put a lot of gas into the atmosphere. Right. The so, real
1: question is, should we spend $10 trillion dealing right. with a problem? Is there, like, is there a regulation that we should be doing for global warming? You know, I uh, think it's going
2: to depend on technology going forward. If you could solve the carbon capture and sequestration issue so that CO2 could be stored in the ocean without risk of leaking, and believe me, everyone in the world is working on this, you would take enormous amount of pressure off uh, the regulations aimed straight at CO2 and methane.
1: Um, In 2008, and I think 12, you endorsed Barack Obama. Oh, no, I didn't endorse him in
2: 12. I was Romney all the way. Okay, in eight you did? I endorsed him in eight because my guy Romney lost the primary, and I thought, and I like Senator McCain a lot, but he, he was making no bones about the fact that he didn't really care about the economy. He cared about military and foreign policy. Okay. And I thought Obama had some interesting ideas. I think he had kind of a disappointing first uh, What were the interesting term. ideas? He said, uh, we have to get away from uh, organizing our settlement uh, patterns over the internal combustion engine going forward. So he was talking about mega-zoning and uh, driverless cars,
1: the wave of the future.
2: He was kind of a futurist. Interesting, right. as I say.
1: Um, has there been anything that Barack Obama has done that you think... That was really good and that was really bad.
2: You know, I think he's behaved with dignity, uh, which is important. Uh, And I think probably his low point was the red line in Syria in in the first term. Uh, But, uh, you know, he's... What about Obamacare? Obamacare. You know, I, I think a lot about what Gary and I would do if we get there. And it does lie in my mind that in the old days, which means when people were civil to each other in Washington, in other words, more than 10 or 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, the Congress would pass a big bill. And they'd come back two or four years later and say, what can we do to fix this and make it work a little bit better? And the you know Republican candidates for Congress uh, who you know don't really know a lot about what's in the bill – Say, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to repeal Obamacare. And so then the question is, well, what are you going to replace it with? And the answer is, I don't know because I don't really even know what Obamacare is. I mean, Obamacare did add 20 million people to the rolls, which is good from a point of cost containment because you want to have a big denominator of people to spread costs around. Uh, It also created an enormous amount of uh, government bureaucracy. Don't get me started on bureaucracy. That's a very bad thing. More deeply... I think the issue with Obamacare is that the decisions now are being made by a combination of government and the insurance companies. And that's if if all you're thinking about is controlling costs, yeah, okay, maybe you could get there. But it's not the only aim of healthcare care organization. The quality of care in this country is equally important, if not more important. And the doctors and the patients, they're major stakeholders. They don't even seem to have a seat at the table in terms of de- decision making. So... I think for openers, you'd want to change the mandate so it's applying only to catastrophic. That would cut the cost by a a large amount and then let people, willing buyer, willing seller, contract for other health care that they wanted beyond the catastrophic. That would empower the consumer. Uh, You brought up Romney quickly. Uh, Romney came out and said straight out that if you were at the top of
0: the ticket, he would endorse you.
2: Mitt and I are good friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal, obviously, for a third party. He's the most recent Republican nominee. He has not come out, however, and endorsed the ticket you're on. Have you
2: had conversations with him? Many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Why won't he endorse? What is it about Gary that he's, that's stopping him?
2: I don't know. I mean, Mitt and I know each other well. It's a big thing for him to say he would vote or he would endorse somebody for president. So I took that as a big thing. Uh, he doesn't know Gary as well. Gary and I sat with him, so it's not like they haven't met. Uh, but uh, he doesn't have the shared experience with, with Gary that he does with me. I was the first of four Republican governors in a row. In Massachusetts, we've been out for twenty years until I get in. And Mitt was the fourth, and we live very near each other in Massachusetts. I see him in Salt Lake. I see him in New Hampshire. It's it's a close relationship. Is he going to endorse somebody? Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think happens to the Republican Party? Are they over? I think, and I've been saying this since the get go, that the Republican Party is going to have some kind of schism, some kind of split either this year, around this election, or at the very latest, the next cycle. And I think Donald Trump agrees with me because he says he sees a very different Republican Party in five years.
1: Oh, he does. And that would
2: be the Trump faction, which would be exactly analogous to the old know-nothings of the 1850s. You know, Mm -hmm. we hate immigrants. We have violent rallies. We espouse conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. It's the know-nothings. So that part of the the, uh, party will be identifiable. And then the rest of the part of the party, uh, I don't know what you call it, the Romney, Bush, everybody else phase. What happens to the constitutionalists? Well, I hope they would wind up in the other part of the party because they're not being well served by the Trump part of the party. And then, you know, ideally, if history repeats itself, the other part of the party, no matter what it's called, could be called Republicans, could be called something else. They elect Abraham Lincoln three years later.
1: Yeah. Governor Bill Weld um, and uh, Gary Johnson, the uh, libertarian ticket. Um, how do people go get involved in your campaign? JohnsonWeld.com. JohnsonWeld.com. You can go there now if you want to volunteer, you want to support, uh, you want to find out more. JohnsonWeld.com. Thank you very much, Governor. I Thank you, Glenn. It. Pleasure.
2: Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio
1: Network. If you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com slash Glenn should be the next website you visit. Casper created an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's one perfect mattress that's sold directly to you, and that eliminates the need to endure one of those commission salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper is shipped for free right to your door, astonishingly delivered in a teeny little box that you're going to look at and say, you got to be kidding me, it's all in there. Just open up the box, and it will be the most supportive sleep you've ever had it's designed to be that way and designed to be hassle-free casper is made right here in america and time magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015 Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for a 100 nights risk-free. If you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Right now, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. It's Casper.com slash Glenn.